My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to my pod, My Love of Life Energy. And today, I, I'm just so excited to have uh, my guest. Her name is Lori Clemens. And I met Lori Clemens, God, I don't even know how long ago. I was talking to her in the middle of it. I got a parking ticket or a ticket. <laughs> but then when I met Lori, have you ever walked into house and you were in awe of their beauty and you realize the beauty was not just on the inside, but the inside. It was inside and outside matched, was this beautiful soul was in, that got expressed all throughout her home, all throughout the way she dressed, the way she cooked, the way she lived her life. And there's this beautiful, loving soul. And so with that, I'm so honored to have you here today, Lori. Welcome. Thank you, Anna. I'm delighted to be with you today and just be in your, bask in your presence. <laughs> you're always so joyful and you're always so complimentary. It's like I was saying before we got on the call, it's hard not to receive uh, when it feels, it's so heartfelt. It's hard not to receive it. And, you know, to, it's, it's much, it's easier to let it in and to really um, feel how much you care about what you do and all the people that you uh, touch. You just did it again. See, there you go. Your beautiful heart. Now, I, I know since our journey, you've always been a seeker. But one of the things that you have done recently is you um, went through certification. I don't know what if it's a certification, but you have been studying meditation and Buddhism. Is that correct? Yes, it is, actually. Though my, I think back when I was in college, I, um, I discovered, uh, first discovered uh, Yogananda and the Self-Realization Fellowship Center. And I remember being about 22 saying, I want to be enlightened in this lifetime. <laughs> and then life happened and all kind of schmutz came up and things went crazy and, and sideways and upside down and beautiful. And um, I spent time in sweat lodges. I did ayahuasca. I... Um, I uh, traveled to all kind, all parts of the world to meet various uh, beautiful, holy people. And I was still wondering what is going on here? What is happening here? And what, why is everything, why, why do I feel so much pain and see so much pain? And somewhere along the line uh, with a good, great good fortune, I discovered um, this studying of Tibetan Buddhism. And I felt like a light was turned on, like it was became a well-lighted path to a step-by-step -step unfolding of the human journey, honoring the human, um, the human journey and the human being in the process of becoming more spacious, present, and open, as well as more compassionate in service mm. of others. Oh my God. And wow. I, <laughs> give me a because I can feel spaciousness and openness. And what do you see about openness and openness of the heart? Uh, oh, I, well, 
a teacher that I have uh, been connecting with, with more recently, he made this statement of, um, there is no enlightenment without compassion. You know, he repeated it three times because there, um, that is um, the, what I have experienced as the doorway to, um, to living a fully uh, embodied life right here and right now. And that is first it's, you know, we call it in Tibetan Buddhism, it's called Maitri. So it's first it's compassion for ourselves and seeing our own, you know, seeing our own foibles, feeling care for ourselves and love for ourselves as we are and as we can be. And then we begin to expand it to those closest to us. How do we see love and acceptance uh, for others as they are? And then as we expand, we can bring in more of the world and then a, a really more universal presence of compassion flowing through our our veins through through every pore of our bodies and it's an ongoing practice it's a daily practice and and the compassion can be can it can really be fun too i remember one time i was on my way to a, a yoga class and uh there was someone in front of me and they were going so slow and i wanted to get to that class and i remember like honking lightly at them and all of a sudden oh my god they're going the same direction as me. Oh my God, they're going, they're going to the parking lot for the yoga <laughs> class. Oh no, they're going in the door. And I kind of, I hid my car, you know, parked my car far away and I slunk in and I went, you know, namaste as I went through the door. And to me, it's just the perfect example of compassion for our foibles and our, um, you know, where we, where we're still working on it and, and with a sense of humor and also being able to, uh, to share that with others. I think there's a lot of liberation in, in basic humanity. <laughs> Can I ask, it, it, I mean, this may sound like a, um, a stupid question, but I'm really how you see compassion and what that is. Uh, I can feel it, but I, like I, it's my own made up and I'm curious what you see. Okay, well, would I, would I, I guess, if, first of all, I would compare it to, uh, you know, the do good from the brain, which is, I want to, I want to help people, I want to save humanity, I want to go out and, you know, I want to make sure everyone's okay. And that's, there's a, there's a, it's beautiful, and but it's also very exhausting. And then there's some more like a grounded, like first, it's, it's a step by step, really being in your body, really, uh, grounding into the space, into your life, and then letting yourself kind of breathe and settle so that there's space for whatever needs to arise to arise. And then out of that space, out of that, as, as you feel more open, what arises from your very heart and soul and everything that you are is a compassionate being. It's the ontological state of beingness in other words you are you're it's it's coming from you without any without effortlessly it's mm. like a waterfall of of um non-judgmental loving presence mm. in some ways it may be embodying the it's it's the it's not coming from the mind anymore. It's coming from um, an outpouring of like, there's a word called Amrita, which is like honey of the gods. And 
and it, and if you think of like the you know visions these pictures that we see of of Yeshua the Christ of Mother Mary the Divine Mother in the in Buddha images and let's say green tar whatever there's a lot of these different images out there that are really showing that the hands outright of of it's just it's um just giving without any effort mm. hey, i um what i feel is like the nature of this energy what's built into the system how it naturally flows out we don't have to do it on its own and you can feel it it's it's this benevolence that comes through us the, the Buddha had, you know, he, he had, uh, we call the turning of the wheels, these different levels of, of um, mastery or coming into greater and greater presence and enlightenment. And uh, first he talked about was the Hinayana, then the Mahayana, then the Vajrayana. And the, at very basic level, the Hinayana is really, you know, really seeing what's going on with yourself. And, you know, that takes time for that to really be able to honor what's happening and begin to have some space and the fog lifted. And then the Mahayana is, as I was saying before, it's beginning to feel the love for others, allowing that to percolate within you and just let yourself be with it and start to have it have a familiarity. And then the Vajrayana is really about uh, allowing the, the whatever that when life whatever's allowing for anything in life to arise in the moment and receive it and then to um to be there for what what is needed what is needed now but it comes from a deeper place and it really is a connection with the divine with that that really that deeper the the saying i who who am i you know i am i am and i am a one of the facets of the diamond of the diamond of the universe. That's beautiful. You know, it just, I love what you just said. You said um, it's being with them and authentically responding from what's needed. I believe that's what you said. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you said authentically, but like letting, can you say more about that? Because there was some, um, I see all this over striving and people efforting. And this seems to be the antidote to that. It's, uh, it's uh, everyone, it's the secret. <laughs> the secret, <laughs> and it's not the book. It said, this is it, you know, right here, right now, every moment is sacred. And in that moment is what arises is, is um, an opportunity to, to uh, to be conscious, to be present, and to see, you know, how how may I receive this moment, and what is here for me to do? And it really is the um, the also the path of the bodhisattva, which is, you know, how how am I to serve? How what do sentient what is sentient beings need? What does this moment um, offer me? And I'll give you just again, it's also the idea of miracles and compassion happen. Are, are, there's opportunities everywhere. It's, and we just practice it, that, That's why I love the idea. That word practice is so powerful because it's saying there's no, there's no, um, what, we don't need to look down the road to like an end, you know, like that there's this great place where we're going to be a rainbow Buddha floating above. It's just like in our lives as they are, 
you know, warts and all, yelling at your husband or, you know, uh, slamming the door or making a meal that is fab fabulous, that all of it is, an, is, a, is a call to being, to presence. And, uh, and so in terms of practicing compassion, for instance, it's just, it, start, it starts where you are, you know, we've all heard that. So it'd be like, I'm going to the market, I'm buying food and I'm checking out, but there could be a moment in there where we have that opportunity at the checkout to, to um, offer some sort of a greeting and a presence to the clerk. Or we, uh, you know, I remember yesterday I was walking out of a, of a building with my husband and there was a man coming. Well, in general, as women, we, we uh, you know, we're gonna shut, let them open the door when they come through, but just to open that door and that, that man was able to walk through. I had, a, it was me, I was honoring myself. Like, ah, oh, I see this. I want to honor, it's a chance to honor this individual and let them know that I see them. And those small gestures um, create ripple effects that we can't even imagine for the others as they go through their days. Oh my God, Lori. I, um, I'm sorry, loving this question because I feel the peace in you and the spaciousness and the, um, the reverence for life, like the momentary, you know, the moments. That's all it is, you know, and every, every moment is a portal. Every moment is an opportunity to, um, to again and again, you know, like I love Groundhog Day. It's like the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first he's like just a complete jerk to everyone. And by the end, he's, he's just, you know, he is just loving up and appreciating the gift of everyone around him in whatever form they're taking. And that is really, um, that, that movie is, uh, and I can, I watch it over and over again too. My, it's might been my groundhog day of saying, uh, seeing that, um, how can I redo this moment again and again and again? And that state, keeping that practice very close to home. And I always wanted to run away. I was like, can't there be somewhere else? Can't I be somewhere else? Can I have a different shaped face? <laughs> you know, and can I like, um, you know, look like my, my friend Susan did where all the, the guys on the beach would, you know, like come to her, like, <laughs> it was like, and I was, and I was like, thrown you know no one looked at me you know I had so many wants of how I wanted to be different and they still come up all the time and uh, but event but slowly but surely as um you know compassion becomes begins to fill the space there's less room for that um those other thought those thoughts to come up of I'm not enough I should you know I should be somewhere else in a different life oh god what I love, um, you just said, is compassion fills the space. Like it's like, like the thought, that other thought tries to get in, but the, like I have this image, it's like, oh no, sorry, we're filled. We, we, we filled it with love. We don't need that here. Yeah, it's like the, you know, these gratitude practices, you know, there's a, a number, there's a lot of different practices that uh, that open you up, that fill you up in, in a way that you're, you, you don't like, yeah, you, you, it's squeezing out a lot of that, the monkey mind and all of these other thoughts that are, that really cause us to suffer. And what also happens is that 
it's com we're complete, it, there's complete intelligence is present when our minds are not, you know, activated. That we, we will, in the moment, we, when we're coming from that place of gratitude and compassion and, you know, with more presence and equanimity, something comes up. It doesn't mean we're not going to like, you know, bitch slap somebody if we have to. But, <laughs> but when it comes from a different place, it's skillful. It will, um, and, and skill means that there's, uh, we're not, we're not, um, you know, tied up with the stories and all the history and we can, we can say what needs to be said and it will, it comes out without the rancor with, and, and without any idea of outcome. And it's, there's a certain kindness to it, even if it's very clear and it cuts through. So action and, you know, saying what needs to be said and doing, you know, and doing what you need to do in the world or ending something, beginning something, all, all begin to be, have more, um, to be a little bit easier. You know, what you remind me of is Akita, when you just said about the presence comes and sometimes you will make a cut, say something, but it's done with love. It's coming from a place of love. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it is, you know, it, it, it definitely is. And it uh, makes me laugh because I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the, the me when I'm not coming from that place. <laughs> I'm thinking of someone in particular, I won't say their name, but I'm thinking of someone who you really, I, I guess can really, I, I, I say to myself, I'm next time with this person, I will not, I'm, I'm not going to say something. If they say something that really bugs me, makes me crazy. I will not act out. I will not go nuts on them. And then of course, multiple times I have, all of a sudden, like I'm like on fire, my hair is on fire, and I'm yeah. But uh, when I have noticed when I am coming from that place of love, I don't have. I'm not seeing them as as anything but a hero, whole and complete. I'm not seeing them anyone as someone who is. It, I see them as someone who is who wants to be loved, who wants to love, who is who is, um, you know, deserves to be here and breathe and have a space and they're su most likely suffering. And when I, and when that's, when I'm in that space of, of compassion and love, I can still, I say what, um, I respond to what is just been said. That's maybe not very, that's not very nice on one level, but, uh, but I respond with, I respond rather than react. It's like, ah, you know, and I say something that, that then the, I don't see the other person. There's no fire for fire and it usually mm -hmm. dissipates. It dissipates That's in so my powerful. heart. It may not dissipate in them, but it, I often see it does, but it, it's a um, real freeing experience to practice that and to do it. See, well, see what it. I, what I always say is I'm the one who has to feel it. So when I transform myself, I'm the one who gets to feel the love. I'm the one who gets to feel the grace or the compassion. Not for them, it's for me. Yeah, and we're not, the idea to go out and I'm going to teach someone something is, uh, you know, I'm going to tell them what's up, you know, what's how it's supposed to be or educate them. Uh, we find that our world does begin to really shift. Uh, the world, the world totally shifts when, and we've heard it before. When we, when we begin to shift, and um, and you just have to, to just uh, 
keep doing it and you, then you get to see it. Oh my God. I, um, I think that's what you just said is that you see it. Can you more about that? Uh, well, I'll, let's see, I'll, let me think about it. Um, for instance, I, I take care, I, I take care of my grandchildren uh, a couple days a week. I've been doing it since they were a couple months old. So it's been over five years of being around the little ones. And, uh, as they've gotten older, they've started to have these personalities and not wanting necessarily for me to just be like, you know, hugging them and kissing them and sniffing their heads all the time. And like, <laughs> want to be all over me they they want they have their own experience of their own lives and i i've noticed that the times when where one of them is um you know whining and complaining and acting out that when i'm in the state of oh my gosh i don't want them to be that way or i'm trying to tamp it down it doesn't work out so well i don't feel good i don't feel like i you know i don't feel like and they're not, they don't have any space for their voice uh, to just have it have a moment. But when I show up and I let go of how it's supposed to be, uh, they they get their chance to do whatever they need to do to act out, to be, um, you know, have a tantrum within a safe space and uh, with um, and be and just and be just be loved. And I can see that they then can, you know, then they can get on with their day. It's such a healing that most of us didn't get, you know, and I, and I'm getting to in life, you know, watching it, the difference between controlling and being with in a way that's very, um, you know, very accepting of that soul's journey and not being mine. I feel like um, I want to become a little around your feet right now. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm good too. I'm really good with the crafts and all. But I know. I, um, I it's it it really it really is, and I know since you you know we both have children, that it is that they are some they've been our biggest teacher. Or I know in my case, one of my biggest teachers, and uh, so because we and and partners are another big teacher, so it's all right. <laughs> it's all right here, you know. The opportunity to have to show up in a different way, we get all kinds of chances. I um, I've always said, and I love that you just said that. My biggest teachers have been my husband, my daughter, you know, all of them. I didn't have to go to an ashram in India because I had enough material living in at eight two four Creed Road. I mean, it was all here. <laughs> Still is. I really agree. I I went to a um, I went to a, a uh, it was like a 10 day silent retreat and I was like, oh my God, all oh, these people, they're all so special. They're, I know where I'm going with this, so spiritual. No one's talking. We're all like, you know, we're doing walking meditation, chanting, meditating for eight, nine hours a day. Well, we had a Thursday night where we uh, got to talk to each other. We sat down with this lady and I'll say within five minutes, I go, oh my God, can we just go back to being silent again? Because- <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. Well, wherever you go, 
it, you've got the full range of everybody's neuroses, everybody's stuff. And, yeah. um, and again, it, it's, it's, it's at home, it's wherever we are, and we get a chance to see how we can be with it in a different way. I, you know, I'm going back to passion piece, because that um, it's really struck with me since we, you've said it, and like there's, we fill the room with compassion. And is compassion allowing things as they are? Compassion is a, a, a is a multi-step process, you know, of that is not that happens with inten- with the intention. Uh, you know, it's there already, but it's we're we've all been so uh, layered down with. Um, you know the traumas and 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 like all of life stuff that we we've lost touch with it. So that's where I where I love how the um, the Buddha's path of so compassion starts with yourself, and then it's a practice. And one practice might be you know that the people I've heard recommended if you can't be set, you know if you can't feel compassion, think about what makes you cry, makes you feel sentimental, like you know puppies or something like that, or that you, you lost your, you know, your, your first uh, animal. So you begin to see, you find the gateway or the door to um, where you feel soft and you feel um, that deep um, longing and, and sorrow and that you begin to work with that so that you can create a, um, an opening to to compassion to flow through you and it it starts in a you know you know they i've often heard and i believe the same thing that starts with visualizing and experience your own experience of loss and of love and then you bit by bit can um can begin to bring in more of the world around you and keeping yourself in the picture oh my god that's so beautiful I just, I, um, like we hear words about it, but I don't know that I've ever heard it from that. You know, compassion is feeling the grief, sorrow. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is, uh, it just, it's beginning with your own, um, what's your own experience as a, you know, a human, human being, we're on a human journey. And uh, it's very, it, it, when it, when we begin to see it as being sacred, and what right now is there for me to do right here, and what's working, and what isn't, and making choices, and beginning to, as you know, I know that you probably because you've been involved in martial arts, you know how that's that you're moving energy and, and same thing as a human, we're moving energy around, you know, so that we can find our way to uh, a deeper place of knowing and of loving presence that, that we're all on that same journey. Some of us are just, you know, really, uh, we're, we're just trying to break open the nuts, <laughs> you know, we start out like we're hammering it and can it let me in, you know, and then, or let me out, that's been a big one, let me out of here where where there's milk and honey on the other side. So what I'm saying is that the milk and honey is right here in our own hearts and in our own lives. 
and we can we can uh, share it. God, hope. Um, my wish is that you share this with a lot of people because I know a lot of people are struggling. They're suffering, and so coming to the end. And so I think that's a perfect way to end this. And so, Lori, how how does a blessed human being find you or connect with you? Thank you so much. And thank you so much for, for your very insightful questions. Uh, they, they can find me through my website, which is essentcoaching.com, E-S-S-E-N-T coaching.com. And my name is Lori Clemens. Great. Well, it's been an honor, an absolute delight. I feel, um, I feel the milk and honey right now. I think I might need to go get a biscuit. <laughs> I may just get anyway. a spoon and go straight for the honey jar. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you.